Okay, welcome back to Children of Dune Dudes. Uh, A Dune Dudes podcast spinoff. Yeah, that is still called Dune Dudes. Everything about it, it's the same. But, you know. I think you could call it uh, you could Dune Dudes. Children of Dune Dudes. I think if you're going to do that, you would just say Dune Dudes, Children of Dune. No, no. I think it's Dune Dudes, Children of Dune Dudes. <laughs> that would look. That would be a good title, honestly. If we wanted to retitle the the podcast feed. Yeah. It's just we'd have to retitle it every time. You know, we're gonna have to retitle it then. You know, is the oh, next know. one that's, gonna be God, why... God Emperor of Dune yeah. Dudes? That's why we're not doing that. But if we did, it would look, <laughs> it would look cool. That's why you know it's just fun to say. It is, yeah. To just yeah. put it out there in the ether. It's just a fun thing. It doesn't have to be serious. But what is no. serious? What is serious is our theme song. It's very serious. And we need to sing it together <clears throat> as, uh, as one. Well, the thing is, we don't need to sing it together because we already haven't. But I'm for it. All right, let's 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 do it then, as long as you're for it, even if you I weren't. am. I just think, I just think that this, the discrepancy of the language that we use is important. Okay. You don't have anything to say to that, huh? Uh, no, I don't have anything to say. That's fair. All right, I'm ready. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, go. I can't do I this can't all, do on all on my own. own. No, I know no, I'm Quasat's Hatterack. The Quasat's Hatterack. Damn, that sounded good. Yeah, yeah, it does. That was our um, best performance yet, I think. I I think it's solid. Um, I don't know, and I, I I think that there's a case to be made for like um, kind of a I I think there's a a, a personality crossover, a not insignificant personality crossover between Paul and JD. Yeah, no, I I actually I I do agree. I I can I can feel it. I can't. It's a hard thing to describe, it but is. you can, you can it feel is. it. Right. I mean, because, all right, so here's the thing is, is they're both kind of these, um, you know, I guess anti-hero characters. They're the protagonists, but also there's like a darker uh, underbelly to them, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure if Scrubs is ever aware of that, but yes. Scrubs certainly, or Scrubs... Maybe maybe at certain points was was aware of JD's dislikability. Um, maybe, but it was never a, it, it, it was it, never a focus. It was it never didn't... a focus. No, no. Yeah, and um, and honestly, I kind of feel like JD is is more dislikable in moments than Paul has ever been. <laughs> Even though Paul tried to compare himself to Hitler. Well, he did compare himself to Hitler and said that he was, <laughs> right. he's worse than Hitler. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right. If we're going by a case by case basis, then then sure. I mean, I, I would definitely say that um, I like Paul more than JD. So. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. 
I agree. Now and, that we're talking about it, yeah. I, I feel like um, I feel like Doctor Cox has Stilgar vibes. Oh my gosh, Doctor Cox has huge Stilgar vibes. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm just trying to think of. I'm trying to make other. Uh, I mean, Doctor Kelso is the Baron. Right. Yes. Of course. Um, yep. I don't know who who Turk would be because I guess that's like Stilgar's. Maybe hate. Maybe Turk, Turk. is hate. Yeah, Turk Turk would have to be one of uh one of Paul's teachers. I don't yeah, know, maybe more of a gurney. Yeah. Maybe a but... gurney, yeah. Weird. But it's it's tough. It's tough to place. No one really has uh Turk's exuberance and no, uh no, no, no. Effortless sense of, of cool, you know. Yeah. Chani is is for sure Elliot. That's she's an Elliot. Easy, <laughs> easy. Are you are you only saying that because we decided that Paul is JD? Though I mean, not only, but mostly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. All right. Anyways, we'll if if, if we think of more comparison points. points, we'll we'll get into them. But uh, you know, there's a lot yeah. of characters in both of these. Um, yeah. Universe. No, of so. course. Of course. Um, oh, dude, what was the name of uh, the lawyer that was always wet? <laughs> <laughs> wet with with perspiration. Uh, that's that's Ted. Yeah, Ted. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Ted is like one of the shittier Harkonnens. Like, yeah, uh, may- maybe he's he's Rabin or. Uh... Uh, he's he's not as bullish as Rabin, but but he's no. Maybe he's the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a wet ass pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. They they are both Those, wet. It's true. That's still funny to say, right? Oh yeah, it's still twenty twenty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank God for for a second there. I thought maybe we just. Got through the new year and I didn't even realize it. Not quite, not quite. But I, th- I think that joke has some mileage. Yeah, I think I think we can joke about that for the next year comfortably. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Anyways, Dune dudes. Dune. I should I should just say Dune. We are the Dune dudes, and we're here to talk Dune. Children of Dune, to be precise. Yeah, Dune Dudes, colon, Children of Dune Dudes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, these five chapters jumped around a lot. We got a yeah. lot of different perspectives, a lot of like small scale stories, and um, it made me think a lot more of like the first Dune book. That would jump around a lot. Like I, I remember us talking about Dune Messiah, like that it it felt like this smaller scale story that like everything was kind of focused directly in on Paul's Citadel Kingdom, you know. Uh, and here we're kind of getting back to like these these separated parties that are all connected through intrigue and plots you know um 
And so I really appreciated that. And we learned a lot about the characters, these chapters too. I feel like the book really opened up in a huge way um, in this, in this section. Absolutely. Uh, And not to mention these chapters were actually chapter length, you know? Yeah. There, there was only one shorty in this, in this uh, collection of chapters. So it, it felt like we picked a good time to be like, no, we'll stick with the five, you know? Um, so the, the first 10 chapters or so seem a little deceptive lengthwise. We'll see if that carries on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the impression I'm getting is Frank that Herbert is up front about his length or not. But... I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's always a KG thing, uh, especially for men of that time, you know? Right. But, um, just be like, you know, sure. And it, it's not to say it doesn't vary. You know? No, no. I mean, but you know, there's an average length that you know. <laughs> We're still not sure about Herbert's average in Children of No, Dune. it's it's yet to be seen. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about this first chapter. It's Aaliyah. Yes. This um, is a weird. This is one of the chapters. You know, you you can pick a a small handful of chapters out of the out of the first two Dune books, where you, where you just go, what the fuck? Yeah, and this yeah. is one of those chapters. Yeah, I, I have to say, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't ready for it, no. and I hadn't considered. I mean, I think in our last episode we talked a bit about the whole abomination thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I fully understood until this chapter exactly what the issue was. Yes. You know, it seemed it's like more a of a, a vague, right. It was kind of like, like, okay. I wasn't sure if it was even more of just like a philosophical thing. Like if everything's fine, but, uh, I think you're cutting out. Clear. Am I? Yeah, could you repeat that? Are you sure I'm not just stuttering? Yeah, um, I, I just was saying that, you know, I, I feel like it's much more clear about, like, what's what's at risk here, not just for Leah, but for um, Leto yes. and Ghani. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I Well, let's just talk about it quick. Okay. One, I think what's interesting about this chapter is it, it feels like, I don't know, I I guess it takes place now. I'm not really sure, like, from it, the very it, beginning it, of the book, so they've already... What, yeah, I mean, what I was going to say is it does seem like it's kind of a flashback um of sorts yeah. because I, I mean they they mention um alia marrying hey or duncan idaho and uh uh yep i mean just kind of you know freshly freshly after paul's death um right like like this is what happens right after he walks out into the desert um so it's not clear well yeah, because because we we enter this book with with uh, the twins knowing something's very wrong with her, so I right, do assume so, that this is a flashback. 
Yes. For who knows how who knows how long ago it was though. Yeah, and then except the chapter ends unless it's still unclear like how this pans out, but the chapter ends with the Baron. Uh I forgot, you're right. Okay, well, let's just let's explain what happens in the chapter, but yeah, so it's it's not it, it could be more recent actually given given what happens at the end, you're right. Um yeah, I, I, I think, but it is confusing because at first it feels like it's something that takes place in the past. And I think maybe it's just the chapter is taking place in the present, but it's her like recollecting these things. Yeah, yeah. From the past, um, too. So, but anyways, anyways you right. mentioned the, the Baron. What? Um, He died in the first I, book. I did. I did. How? How is that? How is that? How could I be mentioning the Baron when Connor, he died? All that I can think of is that they brought him back as a freaking Gola. <laughs> God, can you That's imagine? That's all I can think of. Um, yeah, Dune, Dune is not done with its, uh, with its dead characters. Nope. Certainly. So maybe each book they just bring someone back, you know? It's possible. Um, to, to Dune's credit, I have to say, I haven't rolled my eyes at any characters uh, coming back. It doesn't feel like Dragon Ball Z, you know, where someone's just being fucking wished back out of the void no, for, like, yeah. no reason, and yeah. it, it, there's no stakes if anyone dies. Like, it's it's still very important. Um but at any rate, Aaliyah, who we know has thousands of, uh, you know, her, her ancestors and reverend mothers living inside of her, um, pretty much just has, like, an episode where she's like, whoa, I gotta lay down, you know, because it's, like, just so overwhelming, and... As she is of uh, Harkonnen ancestry, like we we know because of her mother, uh, the Baron is one of those ancestors that lives inside of her. Which and is, is something that was you know shocking to me at least because I was kind of under the uh, notion of maybe only the the Prescient or the the uh, you know Bene Gesserit ancestors were accessible but i guess it's actually just everybody in your bloodline right right yeah it's it's everybody for for like forever it doesn't they don't even know yeah you know that's one of the things that i think in the last section of chapters leto mentions something like uh you know they 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 don't even know how many ancestors they are able to be in contact with um but it's essentially so many people as to be everyone, right? So, um, but at any rate, you know, we know the Baron to be a, a powerful, greedy force, and he kind of manifests as this strong, clear personality inside of her that um, that she's able to commune with and and talk to. Um, so, 
And he is he's pretty much offering her protection from all these other uh these these other voices and Right. Uh, yes, yeah. that that is his offer that um you know well, exactly, you said it. He can kind of make that go away. And he also wants to give her guidance, you know, outside of just her uh, insane internal monologue. Um, because he, he also mentions that um, he can help her take care of Javid. Um, because yeah, he is a, yeah. a dangerous tool. Yep. He So his, his initial bargain is, um, like, I, I will keep the other demons at bay. Um, if only you give me a few moments of of carnal pleasure yeah. <laughs> with your lover. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the deal he, he wants to strike with her. And then when she's freaking out about this Javid business, which is basically she thinks that Javid uh set her up and, and she killed this man who maybe was what did Yes, Payman. Yeah. Um He's he's like, well, all you have to do is, you know, lure him into your bed and get him to admit it. And yeah, she's like, and then kill him. Yeah, and and then he's he's like, well, I guess if you don't want to do it, I could do it. Like that's, I guess, I guess <laughs> yeah, I could do right. it for you if you don't want to do it. That's not, <laughs> a, I don't mind. Yeah, he hasn't, yeah, know, he hasn't right. changed. He hasn't changed. Yeah, in all these years. Yeah, well, it, it, it raises and, like, kind of answers in such a weird way so many questions. Because it's, like, it's, the way that I understand it, it's not like it's, like, the Baron's spirit, like, magically lives inside of her. It's that Aaliyah has access to all of these people's memories. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Frank Herbert is kind of positing that, like, what is a human other than just an accumulation of memories. Like, if you were to just implant the memories of someone else into another person, would they not just become that person? Because, like, what you have to draw on is your memory. Like Exactly, yeah. It's it's kind of how I feel, is it's like all of our ancestors are, like, kind of imprinted into our DNA. You know, that's that's kind of how it's... And, and only some of these people can access those those memories um but but it's and it's it's kind of the same thing it's like uh well how can you resurrect duncan idaho from from his skin or from his uh, you know from a cellular level uh i think they're doing the same thing by summoning these these people of 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 uh you know their lineage it's it's like right. all it's all in the uh dna the bloodline yes well i mean frank herbert really likes to think about genetic lines and stuff. So, um, but yeah, right. The whole Javid thing. I don't know, man. Uh, this, yeah, this chapter was crazy. It kind of makes me think too, the way that Aaliyah goes about it. Like, I don't think she's as far gone as her mother thinks she is, you know, like Jessica's, ready to write her off the second she fucking touches ground on Arrakis. Um, But it seems to me by the end of this chapter, you know, Aaliyah thinks that Aaliyah seems to feel like she has this under control, which I'm sure is dangerous and not true. Um, 
but now that we have like her this perspective of 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 kind of like what what is in the mind of someone considered to be an abomination you know the the fear is that someone like the baron you know their memories will be the only thing that Aaliyah can call on and mm. so by default she'll just be the baron in essence you know um but it still seems like she has her Aaliyah self you know um it does because even even they said like 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 people would be able to tell right away like right yeah exactly even the just like, the normal like don't worry about it I, yeah Right, the Baron's like, I can't possess you because everyone would know that I'm the fucking Baron. What am I going to do? Pretend I'm not? Like, right. Yeah, and how true that is, I don't know, but... um, Yeah. I don't know. I buy it, but the way that he's talking to Aaliyah, it's like he's the fucking devil. So, you know... Uh, it does seem to me like, you know, she's still in the struggle. She's She has not fully submitted herself to it. I... yeah. I do think she can be saved. I and, think so too. And maybe Jessica Whether or not is, she will be yeah, another question. Yeah. I think I think Jessica does kind of jump the gun. I mean we, we get into this in, in uh in one of the later chapters, but uh Yeah. I, I don't think Jessica's logic is, is flawless here. No. No, for a lot of things. And there to be fair, there's I don't wanna stay here too long because you know, but there's a lot to talk about. I mean, just like you're talking about too, you know, the way it kind of quickly goes over what happens in the wake of Paul's death slash disappearance. Um, and Aaliyah kind of having to, to rise to the occasion to lead. And, and so instead of pushing away the voices, like she had done all her life, you know, she consults them in order to try and like better run the empire. I think it's just such a great bit of, uh, I don't know of like it's it's such a small line that I think just like speaks volumes about her character and like why we are at this point like in a way that I thought was like very believable like so yeah, why does Aaliyah definitely. change her course all of a sudden and I think it was a really good like cause and effect of Paul leaving and Aaliyah kind of having to like snap as a necessity to like Agreed. leave. yeah it's not as out of nowhere as maybe it it seemed like in the beginning Luckily, we got the yes, uh, the backstory. Right. Um, yeah, is there anything? I'm, there is a lot here, and I, I know we're going to be skipping things. But is there anything else you want to mention about this chapter yet before we go to the next one? Nothing I can think of. Just uh, yeah, I don't know. That was it's 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 very bizarre having the Baron back as you know, even in this different entity. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I can't. I can't really imagine that we're going to get the Baron back as like a full force inside the body of Aaliyah. Like, yeah. If that, I I understand that's such a clear possibility, um, but I'm not sure we're going to get that. I don't want that. That's for sure. I have a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I like Aaliyah. You know? I do too. Yeah. I don't want like this, like, like Barry and Aaliyah just to be the, the future of Aaliyah's character. Um, yeah. Right. That would be pretty fucked up. 
Yeah. Um, we shall see. Um, our next chapter, this was the short one. And a lot of implications here again, too. But essentially, it's an older Fremen. We just, we come, the scene opens with this older Fremen. They're in a cavern. They have, uh, like, five or six men bound up, tied. And this Fremen man has his son come out and stab them in the fucking head. Yes. As some sort of, uh, you know, rite of passage. Right, a rite of passage for him. Because one day he will be a, a judge, I guess. Um, and... I have the chapter open because they mention um, I this seems to me like it's all linked to the Jackaroo 2 business. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I'm doing any Sherlock Holmes detective work when I say that. No. But um, at the end of the chapter, this the the man, the father, Miriz, says those who stumble upon Shulak must not survive. Um, and so, I don't know, I kind of wonder, like, is Shulak, like, the region? Is it just another word for the same place everyone else is talking about? Because sometimes Frank Herbert likes to have ten different words for the same thing, you yes, know? Yes, 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 yes. It's true. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It very well could so, be. What do you have any thoughts on this chapter? Um, yeah, I mean, the most like it's it's cool to uh, kind of get a glimpse into Fremen life, not under the watchful eye of Moadib or Aaliyah or any of the, the, the head honchos. It's cool just to see them act how they would in private or, you know, up to no good or whatever. Um, but also, yeah. Uh, they do mention the preacher a few times. In this chapter? They do. And they, they uh, I think they pretty much say that they, they can't, oh, you, you can't let the preacher know. Yeah, the preacher must doing. not know of this. Yeah. Right. Which, which made me think like, oh, maybe this, like it, it just, I, I do feel like this preacher has more influence than i had initially thought i mean and obviously we we get more info on this uh coming up but uh we do yeah so i, I thought that was interesting that that um was the case and i i it just i don't know it's like these puzzle pieces are coming but they're not all fitting together yet but it's yeah it's 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 interesting just to uh see what kind of a part this this mysterious man plays I agree, yeah. Um, it's good that you mentioned that the preacher is a part of this chapter because it, it's such a small such a small part of an already incredibly small chapter that I was prepared to overlook it. But, um, yeah, the influence of the preacher has become very clear. Um, and it is, it is surprising. You know, at first, I, you know, we kind of get the impression that this is just like some dirty old man you know, like shouting at fucking nothing along the streets of uh, yeah. Arakeen. And, you know, people might write him off like he's crazy, but he, but he's really, you know, but he's, oh, maybe he's Paul. Like, uh, 
but it does he does have a following a very real following um more real than we recognize and yeah. we don't know what his link is to these people but it, it seems that uh he has a lot going on yeah um but i mean interestingly enough that that the fremen here miriz wants to keep that they've killed these these trespassers supposed trespassers from him might be a i don't know if it's too much to say a good indication but you know perhaps uh this preacher isn't as as uh it's okay do you need me Oh, okay. Gotcha. She's so comfy, though. That's the perfect time when she's docile. My cats are getting um, toothpaste now. We brush their teeth. That's nice. Well, do you use Colgate? Yeah. Uh, no, we use Colgate. Catgate. Cat. Yeah. I don't know, but that makes it sound like a conspiracy. It's like a, it's a scandal. You know, yeah. Like Obamagate. What was that? What a doozy that was, huh? Obamagate? Was, I don't know. I don't know. That's when uh, Trump was elected and, and he kept on he kept on tweeting Obamagate. Oh, right, right, right. There was like this that's one that, gate that he opened at the White House yeah. and he just kept thinking like Obama. That's, like, that's Obama's Had like gate. his own lock on yeah. that, he, that he couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I exactly, remember now. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. Anyways, yeah, no. What one of my cats has gingivitis, um, so they so they we we're brushing their teeth in order to to try okay, and help. That's nice. Yeah, it's turkey toothpaste, so there it's it's not all bad. Turkey um, toothpaste. Yeah, turkey flavored toothpaste. Would you ever correct. use turkey flavored toothpaste? Um, for yourself? Not not on my own volition. Why would you? Give you know, it to your maybe cat? if there was like some. Maybe if they're because that's the kind of toothpaste they want, Connor. We're not the same. Uh, okay, I mean, but you know, both both you and I, we like turkey. Like, but doesn't mean we want a toothpaste version of it. <laughs> I, I don't think that. Don't don't, I don't try and tell me. Don't you tell me that I like turkey. I'm like practically vegan. Okay. Don't don't tell me I like turkey. Don't you, presume to well, know. You, you have my, liked turkey. my affinity for turkey. You have liked turkey in the past. When have we even eaten turkey together? Well, I know you have turkey at Thanksgiving. You 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 have in the past. All right. I mean, what if I eat something one day every year? Does that mean I like it? I mean, pr- probably. I don't think you would eat it otherwise. You don't eat things that you don't like sometimes? You don't ever just, like, shovel down a couple of Brussels sprouts? I like Brussels sprouts. Fuck you. I swear to God, I, I am a big fan of Brussels Fuck sprouts. You. I do. Oh, my God. Okay. They're delicious. All right. Whenever I go to it's a restaurant just like that the has a side... Whenever right. the, the, the restaurant has a side of, of Brussels sprouts as an option, I always, I will always choose that. Really? Because yes. it seems to me like what you get instead is like a bunch of like steamed broccoli just slathered with cheese. Yeah, I will usually get broccoli and cheese and then, you know, a lot of times they'll oh, offer right. two then, sides. And they'll then offer two Brussels sprouts, yeah. if, right, if they have it. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Gotcha. So would you ever have Brussels sprout toothpaste? No. Oh. 
All right, maybe that is something I need to talk over with my cat. <clears throat> Anyways, um, oh, right, I was going to say, they seem to want to hide this, uh, this violence from the preacher. So perhaps the preacher is not as... Not as invested in uh, the old ruthless ways, you know, which which could be does sound a little like Paul. I don't know. Um, well, we get that I impression. Still don't think it's Paul. We get that impression from the 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 speech or the rants too, where the, where he is kind of like, I mean, it could be interpreted either way. I think I think the way you interpret it was that like, oh, they're the, these fremen are not following the old way. Not yeah. not following the the reign of Muad'Dib, but the uh, the impression I got was that um, you know Muad'Dib's uh, following has you know obviously grown and gotten more and more cult like and devout over the years, and um, the thing that he's railing against is that they the Fremen should return to a time before Muad'Dib was was their guiding light, um, not not return to a devout. Uh, you know, more classic version of the, of, of the, the following of, of Paul. So, yeah. And and I, I, I like your interpretation more as you've explained it. So as the mighty money Boston's have said, that's the impression that I get. So, yes. All right. Um, anything else here? You ready to go on the next one? Yep. Okay, uh, this is another doozy. This uh, our third chapter here is um, Leto and Ganema in the Parent Trap. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, they. Oh, and you know what's funny too is that in the Parent what? Trap, in the Parent Trap, the twins are also both redheads. <laughs> I think there's something there. I do too. I, you know, maybe this was the inspiration for the parent trap. I, and I also do think that Lindsay Lohan is an abomination. (laughs) Damn. Just saying. Yikes. Harsh. No comment from my end. You're, all alone there, but I mean, perhaps um, your your gingerness uh, has you uh, form a, a more sh- a stronger opinion. I think you're right. I I mean, I just I don't know. Not a fan. Not a fan of her, especially hey. her her more recent it's antics. Okay. If you know what I mean. Well, sure. I mean, but you know, who amongst us? Has not gotten some some kind of of joy, okay, uh, I, from watching Mean Girls. I gotta pause. You know? Give me one moment. I'm gonna pause. Alright. Okay, we're back. I'm recording once again. Is this gonna Sorry. get flagged for copyright? No. Okay. Because that song's not copyrighted. That song's not copyrighted. That no, it's public domain. Okay. It's not you singing that no 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 okay. that's public domain anyone okay. can uh monetize that was that a nice song. little intermission there connor thank you what uh well you're gonna edit out the silence so 
I don't have to. I, I I press a pause button and it goes it it goes right back into. Oh, uh, and if, so you can okay. So this is what I'm saying now is dumb. Yes, very dumb, and I won't edit it out. Okay, so you'll no no no, but so you'll edit. I was about to say, okay. So you already knew what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. You uh you sniffing some spice, buddy? You already knew what I was gonna say. A little bit of spice. Um, okay. Not not I'm not, I'm not I have not reached abomination level yet, but uh. No, but you could. I could as. As uh, your your gingerness implies, you, yeah, I, you I just had to uh, I had to go pay my landlord the rent. Yeah, it's weird that you have to see them to do that. It was like uh, it's like I felt like I was p- paying the landsrad some spice. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I was gonna like say something, and I, I don't really give a shit. Honestly, I don't have anything that's, else to say about fine. that. That's fine. You already, you already did your thing. Um. All right. Uh. So Lido's like the only way that we could figure out more stuff about what we need to do. Uh. Is talk to for mommy us and daddy. to. Yeah. For us. Okay. I was I was gonna say that differently, but okay. Um, not not just to talk to mommy and daddy, but to become mommy and daddy. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, some role playing. Which well, it was weird, and honestly, as I you know was reading this chapter, and um, they kind of talked more about what they were gonna do. I'm like, how? How weird is it going to get? Yeah. Because at this point, I mean, I've already been prepared for incest. So, I mean, you know, what happens when you take two uh, long-lived beings in the bodies of two children and then possess them with the memories and essence of two dearly departed lovers. What is going on? I said. Yeah, and for the I'm glad it didn't come to that. For the folks but at I, home, I feel like I need to throw that out there. That I was I, I felt like this was a distinct possibility. Yes. That it could have gotten much weirder. It could have thing. it could have. And for the folks at home though who who thought that the incest plot line would be dropped after Dude Messiah, that that's mm. that's not true. You're wrong. No, no, it's, sorry. It's here to stay. Sorry. No such luck. Incredibly normal people. Uh, of which I I count myself amongst, for the record. I mean, I'm not I'm not digging for the incest plotline. No, here, you're not looking. But it is it is it is shoved in my face. So you're not looking forward to it. It's uh, it's but whenever you do get to it, you do get excited. I didn't. Are you saying that about yourself? No, about you. No, I didn't okay. say. I didn't right. say that. Okay. So. Sorry, I I thought it was implied, but I guess I was wrong. It's not. Impl- it's not implied. Okay. Not. It feels like the because you're the one who vocalized it to me. It kind of feels like you're the one like. Maybe you're like, oh, I'll I'll vocalize this thought and see how he reacts and like 
just to like gauge his response to see if like what what I'm thinking is like normalized and it, it's not so I kind of feel like that's what you were doing just now oh, oh okay gotcha okay because I thought you were describing about what, what you were doing until you clarified it at the end I got you though <laughs> all right let's uh we got a lot of talk about yes, and, and not, go. We not a go. lot we of time go. man let okay Fucking lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, so this chapter, Paul possesses Leto, and Chani possesses Ganema, yes. and Paul and I realize and... I realize Ghani's nickname rhymes with Chani. Ghani, Ganema's nickname yes. is Ghani. It's Ghani and Chani. Yep. True. Anyways. True. Totally. I, I wonder if that was... Uh, you know, if it, was that just a happy accident, or I, I mean, I guess I have to imagine that, that Frank Herbert was aware, but Probably. you know. Anyways, um, okay, so like, uh, you really threw off my lightning round train of thought, man. Lightning round, go. All right, um, shit. Okay, lightning round. Right, they're possessed, and um, they learn. They learn some shit. They learn about um, basically. Okay, Leto seems to come away with the golden path. He needs to follow the golden path. Paul's last vision that did not come to pass. Yes. Um, which you know that's a cool enough, interesting, mysterious idea as it is. We'll get to that. Also. Uh, seems to talk about why Aaliyah has gone down the road of abomination and the children have not because Aaliyah has been suppressing her other selves and and Leto and Ganema have been consulting them and that like in order to not become possessed they need to become this amalgamation of personalities yeah so, um, so that's that's their plot it, um but it's it's two things it's it's not succumbing to the spice, not doing it, not overdosing on yes, spice, right. and then also not not um, suppressing the your your ancestors that live within you. Right. Um, Paul's able to split pretty peacefully. You know, Leto's like, "Oh, I could tell how much willpower it took," and it's like, "Okay." And then you know, when Chani goes to leave. Um, she, she stays in the possession of Ghani's flesh for like the whole night. She, she it's really this whole ordeal. wants to come back. And there's even a sentence where it's like, Leto's like, I knew it would be harder for her because she's a girl. Like it's worded a little bit more differently than that, but that's, that's what he's saying. And, um, there are like some in universe explanations for this, of course, written by a man, Frank Herbert. So not a uh, a write-off or an excuse by any means. I I felt like, um, I don't know. I felt like Chani and Ghani got, did a little dirty here. Um, you know, that like, oh, you know, Paul and Leto were able to have such a clean break. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, and Chani's just kind of weak. And, uh, you know, is going to possess her daughter. And I, I, I think the implications, I, I think the lore of, of, of having these memory forces 
kind of like get a taste, uh, uh, this feeling of being revived and, and to have it be so powerful as to possess your daughter is interesting. And I like what happens afterwards. Cause I think that there are, are at least worthwhile consequences for it because I appreciate that um, one afterwards Ganema says something like, Oh, you know, um, my mother, you know, Chani, she, she thought it was hell. You know, she's like ashamed. It was awful. You know, it's, it's not framed as a good thing. It's terrible. It's hell. And then Chani is able to sort of become this force to push away the other voices inside of Ganema because Chani has, has had this experience. They've had, they've had this shared horrible experience. And so they kind of yeah. come away with something more. Yeah. But I still felt like it was, uh, I guess all I'm trying to say is I, I think the, impl- I, I, I think the consequences of what happened are cool and are worthwhile, but I think the way it was written felt a little fucking sexist. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So yeah, I I do agree with that. I, I I think the way it was framed definitely does come off as sexist. Um, but uh, how I interpreted it was, you know, I I kind of thought like, okay, well, Chani, you know, I guess she is a Bene Gesserit, but um, um, but uh, what what was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, but but she's not as experienced in with you know prescience as Paul is or whatever. So maybe it, it it is just harder for her because of that. Whereas he has seen all the consequences of kind of going down that road, uh, and she hasn't. Um, and you know she's not a god, whereas Paul is kind of like this semi god like figure. Um, and uh, and also I think it serves as like a, a great warning and and kind of is juxtaposed to uh this the the uh chapter with with the baron and Aaliyah, whereas like it's so chani is like a beloved good character like she is a force of good like throughout these these books um and it's super hard for her to pull away and you know it's super tempting for her to fall into this trap um so for the baron like just imagine that he's not even he's just a terrible person a monster of a human being so right. it's absolutely irresistible to to go down this road and 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 manipulate um Aaliyah and the person he he possesses to you know to to bend to his whim so i i kind of it, it just kind of feels like to me like no matter who it would be it it would be this this really um yes strong urge no, that's true. And like narratively, I, I'm with you. And I like your thoughts on that. I think you're right. Um, it is it is good in a way to see that. Or or it does add to uh, the, the stakes. Because you're right. Um, what does that mean for the Baron? What, what does that mean for Aaliyah, right? We, we already know that the Baron yeah. is plotting and being shitty anyways. But right, you know, does, does Aaliyah get tempted? Um, and that, that's the, uh, that is one of the other takeaways too. When Leto has this conversation with Jessica, which we'll get to very shortly cause it's a lightning round and we're doing pretty good with that. Um, um, you know, he mentions it doesn't matter who you get possessed by because the fate is all the same. So you could get possessed by Hitler or you could get possessed by Gandhi and you're still 
going to end up the same abomination. Yep, you would it, still it be seems your wife. Like it's... <laughs> Zing. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it feels like regardless of who you get possessed by, that that person who possesses you, that's not the end. It sounds like it's an intermediary period. Yeah. And so if you get possessed by the Baron, it doesn't mean that the Baron has your body for all eternity. Something worse is going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's simply uh, a train that you take and they all end at station abomination. Yes. Or the abomination station. Yeah. What Um, do you think about what do you think about that for the episode title? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm writing it down now. That's 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 the one. All right. Sorry, what were you going to say? Um, so this golden path. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we didn't talk about fucking Leto's dream. I mean, yes. fuck. I All mean, right. this is something that I, I've seen. I, I've seen people mention the golden path. And I was like, okay, I know that's a thing in the future. I don't really need to know more. But uh, I still don't really know. It just—it's—it's. It's, I guess it's just this series of events. This this future vision. Um, yeah. Do you want to describe the the dream he has? Yes. This was such a cool description. I loved it. Uh, he sees himself as a stick figure. Um, literally drawn like a stick figure, and in his right hand he holds, um. It, not drawn like a stick figure, a, a, a true-to-life scepter. Yes. Um, that when he waves it, 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 it terrifies him. It strikes fear into him. Um, He's also and in, then maybe there's some, some armor that feels uh, like it's not armor. Yeah, yeah, like the second skin. He's talked a lot about armor. Yeah. Um, even in the past chapters, the first time he mentions Jackaroo 2, he mentions, like, flying across the sand yes. in this armor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the armor thing is big. Um, and I think he mentions it to Jessica, too. Uh, maybe not. It doesn't matter. Um... Is there more to it? Was that is that kind of the gist of it? I feel like uh, oh shit! I remember he sees himself as the sun. He he yeah, like steps yeah, away yeah, from exactly. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, oh, I, I see this like white light, and then it turns out it's like coming from me. Like I am the sun. Yeah. Um, which really makes me think of the uh, system of the downline. System of a down, system of a downline, um, from toxicity. Mm. He said, "When I became the sun, I shone life into the man's hearts." Ooh. So it ends there. Yeah. I wonder that's a dune so reference. I mean, so right. So did Soad take that from Dune? I don't know. And also, Maybe. what it makes me think of is the baby from Teletubbies. Who's, who's, who is the sun? <laughs> right. And is is could that not be a Dune reference itself? I is, think it has to be. Is the 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 greenery of the planet where the Teletubbies live with the baby sun not a terraformed Arrakis? Wow. Hundreds of thousands of years in the future. Mind blown. What what has yeah. happened to the Fremen on that planet? Yeah. Holy cow. Yes. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think what what's interesting to me is the plan that him and Ghani kind of come up with to 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 oh and oh there's so much to fucking talk about and you have to leave in like two minutes but no 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 we're still good we're still good just um, keep going i mean paul when when he's possessing uh leto does mention again that you have to have the total disillusion of muadib the total destruction of that power and yeah uh so leto agrees with that and and then he's like well so what so how do i do that um but then him and uh, him and uh, Ghani to avoid becoming abominations, they have this plot of of both. They 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 say like uh, becoming one with deathliness, and only one of them walks away, and they have to play yes. the role of uh, of the mourning mourning sibling. Uh, but it's not so. I don't know. It's it's crazy. And then Ghani is very concerned that Leto uh, has has visions of of him. Him kind of uh, falling prey to the power vacuum that this this death of or figurative death of Muad'Dib uh, leaves and becoming you know filling that void essentially. Right. Yeah. She and then especially yeah, like right when they're about to talk with Jessica the next day, um, you know. Uh, like Leto's like, yeah, you know, I don't, I kind of don't think we should mention the golden path. Like, I know we talked about that, but maybe we don't talk about it. And Ghani's like, uh, I'm, I might, I think I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. Um, and because her following line is, is God's. Can you you know, repeat, repeat that. And it, we need some room for like some goddamn humanity. Um, and you know, of course, Leto's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you don't think that I'm not making room for my own humanity, this and that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, you're you're right. There kind of is like even though these kids aren't. aren't engaging in prescient visions out of necessity. They, they are still very much concerned about the future. And Leto is still, you know, instead of grappling with spice induced visions, like Paul was and feeling vision locked, you know, instead we're dealing with dreams in this book. We're dealing with the dreams of Leto. And in the next chapter, we're dealing with the dreams of Faradin. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're a lot more nebulous and cryptic, which is cool. You know, I mean, they they were with the visions too. Paul never just said like I saw Chani die in childbirth. He's like the moon fell. You know, like that's the visions thing, weren't plain that's one as thing day we never either. talked about. We ne- we never talked about the 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 moon falling in that last Dune Messiah episode. Um, but anyways, there's not enough time to talk about it now. But. Uh, <laughs> There, I feel like there is so much we did not talk about. And do, I literally, I feel like we should have like a catch up time on Dune Messiah. But I don't know. Now we're on fucking Dune dudes, colon, Children <laughs> of Dune. So it kind of is what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think it's fine. But um, yeah, uh, so uh, I don't know. 
and and, and even you know Leto does know that that he is not telling Gani the whole truth, and Gani right. knows that too. And, and Gani knows it too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but she's just kind of going along with his plan because she. Oh yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Because right, one of the things that she realizes he's not telling him is uh the uh, here it is page 81 you never mentioned okay here's here's what he says we'll be tested leto said knowing where her doubts led not in the spice Perhaps even there, surely in the desert and in the trial of possession. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never mentioned the trial of possession, she accused. Is that part of your dream? He swallowed in a dry throat, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> he fucking says that. Uh, I love it. Cursed this betrayal. Yes. So, trial of possession, we don't know what the fuck that is. Who knows if they know what the fuck it is. But, um... Yeah, shit. All right. I, I know there's more to talk about. <clears throat> Let's quickly go to these last two chapters and we'll we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Um all right. <clears throat> we we jump to Seleucus Secundus. Faridin is talking with who I've now decided we call Tyekinic. Okay. I'm still going with Tech Deck. I because he calls him T-Y-E-K so so often, and the way I was pronouncing it before, Tykenik, I refuse to have his shortened version of his name be be Tyke. He's not Tyke. <laughs> a little Tyke. Like a little like a That's little fucking Tyke. Yeah. So I'm like Tyak. It has to be No no no, it's I, not cute. I think it's not it's, cute. I would say Tyek, like kind of like a Russian pronunciation. Tyek. Tyek? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm much more my syllables, it's it's there's a clue a a, a distinction. It's Tyek for me. Okay. There's no Tyek. Right. I don't roll into it. Tyek. Tyekinik. Doesn't matter. But that's where I'm at. I like to talk about doing pronunciations. Um. He. Uh. Good old Tyke. He pretty much says, "Hey. Uh. You know. Have you heard about the good word? You know. Have, have you?" He's not like going up to him like a like a fucking Jehovah's Witness, you know. Pretty much how he frames it is, "Hey, you know what would piss off your mom if you got into this?" And I like it too. Like so, there. That's how that kind of gets introduced. The whole Muad'Dib of religion. And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I brought someone here who um, interprets dreams, and it is the preacher, the preacher on Sluis <clears throat> Yes, the preacher has been brought. Uh, very interesting. Um, and it's been a whole like bargain and ordeal to, to get him there in the first place, all off page. Um, but I just want to jump to... I love the moment in this chapter where faradin is like whatever this is fucking stupid but you know if i'm gonna do it i'll just tell you my dream and he says the whole thing and then the preacher just stands there staring at him and they're like aren't you gonna interpret my dream and he just goes i have interpreted it (laughs) (laughs) didn't say i was gonna tell you 
Yeah, um, which obviously is like the douchiest. It is fucking uh, yes. Reading of that. One thing, but... one thing that we we need to mention though too is that the preacher is masked in this chapter. Mm. He he has a yes. mask that covers his entire face that is that serves as an eye, so his skin can yes. actually see. So that's yes. why he he doesn't have to have his little assistant uh, show him around because he can see. Correct. And it's it's um it's uh what's it Ixin uh yep yep yeah yeah just so right it's or... all part of the whole Tulelaju yeah, uh, yep. technology which so. which if this which if the preacher is Paul that is a little that doesn't seem like he would do that willy nilly put that on willy nilly right from what we know it would seem like that's a betrayal of his of his values at the very yeah. least perhaps because so obviously he famously refused the yes, eyes exactly yes um but it kind of would be like him to pull that left turn i know i know it would be and put, and put on that. Ass, you know um again I'm, i mean i'm still i'm i'm staying in the camp it's not paul i still don't think it's paul but um i i do appreciate the layering that it gives it feels like it gives credence to both sides it he does. wouldn't wear the mask yes but he would wear the mask under the right circumstances, especially to fuck with people. Yes, especially to like fuck I with agree people. with both. And I don't know. You got to think maybe some people would recognize him there. Maybe the the mother would recognize him or something. I don't know. Yeah, on Secundus, it's possible. Uh, so the mask right. is the mask also works as a disguise. You know, um, it, it does. So. Yeah, I I mean there there's more to it, especially next cha- the the final chapter. I uh I, I I I I'm kind of I am unsure about his true identity. Um but in this chapter, mm-hmm. the preacher is a great character, very very cryptic and um uh plays with with uh fire, you know, Faradin and uh Chechnik, um and I don't know. Just kind of uh, maybe picked up some tricks from uh, uh, what's his face. The um, what's his name? Yoda. Yoda. Yes. Yoda. <laughs> no. Who are you thinking of? What do you mean? Never mind. Moving on. Okay. So it was Yoda. It was Yoda. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No. He he was very. Um, I don't know, like, uh, playful and devious. Um, I, I really like this, this old preacher. Um, you know, it, it seems like he's kind of, he, he feels very certain that he won't be killed because if he is killed, he seems certain he'll become a martyr. And that's the last yeah. thing that they want. They do not want to create this martyr figure. So they know that killing him will create, you know this this story more powerful than the preacher himself. Oh yep. man, lends lends more credence um, to to the so he pretty the, much says whatever following that this preacher has created on on Arrakis. Right, right. Um, uh, and also, Aaliyah has a a price on his head. Put a price on the preacher's head. Yes, right. Um, was it Aaliyah that did that or the Baron? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's 
Uh, you know, a, an interesting question. We we don't know. Um, and it's not something that I thought of when I saw Aaliyah. I was just like, oh, Aaliyah, but I don't. I'm not like fully um, appreciating the the changes in her character, perhaps. So I, I think that it is a good question. Um, does seem like it'd be more in line with the Baron, but know. who knows? I don't um, know. Yeah, the uh, the prince's dream, Faridun's dream. Um, it's, it's something to do with, uh, a snake that turns to dust, I think. Yeah. Um, something like that. And the preacher who interprets it, but does not share, um, you know, is like, well, it would be, it would be futile to, to share it with you. Um, I don't trust you. You're not going to change anything. You're just going to get angry. You already are angry. Um, But what I like about it, especially with there not being a a verbal interpretation, the chapter ends and Faradin is just as uh, snootily ignorant of what I imagine is his own prescience as he was when he started, you know, he sees no value in his dreams and he plays along with it for Tyek's sake. Um, maybe just out of a, a passing curiosity. Yeah. Um, to piss off his mother, whatever, you know? Um, but it's clear that the preacher sees great value in it. You know, yeah, he's mean, so like, I must yep, that's return to Arrakis and accelerate yep. my plans. Yep. That's the whole reason he agreed to come to this planet. It was because he actually, he needed to interpret this dream. Or he felt he did. Right. So you get the impression, you get the impression that, that Faradin and the royal family kind of feels like they're giving away nothing. Yeah. Like they, they don't really understand the leverage. They don't understand the value of what they have. And so they're like, whatever, I'll tell you my fucking dream. It doesn't matter because apparently what they get in return, which is interesting. The preacher promises them Duncan. Yes. Idaho. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean that, that again says, Oh, if maybe if is, if that's really Paul, then okay. That promise is accurate. Right. That's a promise that he can, he can yep. serve up. They, but, I mean, let's consider this. So the preacher is wearing an Ixian mask to Layla Zhu origin, right? Yes, Which yes. we also know where Hate the Gola, now Duncan Idaho, yes. would have originated from. True. It's possible if this preacher is uh, to Layla Zhu that they would also maybe know the strings to still pull in order to yep. get Duncan Idaho to to bend to their will, knowingly or not. Um. So, who knows? We don't know. Um, but, right. You know, Faradin is like, whatever. Here's my stupid fucking dream that I, you know, probably, like, sh- fucking pissed the bed in after. <laughs> you-, you can have it. Give me fucking Duncan Idaho. Yeah. And the preacher's like, shit, cool. Um, 
So, right, that's clearly the preacher thinks it works in his benefit and vice versa. Um, but we're, we were definitely left with the impression that the, I think the preacher is the one who wins out here, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, that Faradin and the house Carino has been duped in a way beyond their more rational and grounded understanding. Yep. Um, so I, I very much liked this chapter. Um, I don't know. I Same. really liked the preacher here. Me too. Me too. I think this was his best uh, performance yet. And it makes me very interested in uh, finding out what his plans are. Right. Um, all right. And let's wrap up. So our last chapter. Um, so where we laughed less left Leto and Ghani. They are just outside of Jessica's chambers. And when we return to them, it is Leto alone with Jessica. Um, and they Grandma. get to... a lot happens here again. I know. There's but so, here's there's what so I want to touch on. So I I feel like this is, and I I don't want to harp on this shit. But I felt like this was a chapter where Jessica got sold short again. And yeah. I feel like Frank Herbert has this bad habit of building Jessica up and tearing her down. Um, yep. Which is too bad because after a whole book without Jessica, I was like, oh, dude, Children of Dune, Jessica's back. Let's get fucking to it. Because presumably Jessica should be at like the apex of her abilities. She's like a fully fledged reverend mother with like decades of experience living with these other personalities inside of her, you know? Um, I kind of expected her to be this otherworldly kind of force. And she's had good opportunities for that. I think she had a strong showing at the landing dock where she just had everyone get fucking murdered. Like yeah. we agreed on that. Um, and again, I, I don't think it's without cause or without merit. Um, but I think in trying to show that Leto has has so much power and experience within him, you know, that he is incredibly powerful in his own right, that Jessica is kind of shown to be lesser than. And it's okay. She is lesser than, and I accept that. But here's the difference, and I just want to call back to something very quickly, and then we can actually talk about the substance in the chapters. Um, but I think the the ideal way for something like this to be handled is in the first Dune book, when when Jessica and Hot confront each other just before the shit hits the fan, and Hot is like, "I think you're the fucking traitor." And Jessica's like, I could fucking have you kill yourself with my voice if I so choose it. And Hot, although believing it, is still not unfazed, but never loses his composure, mm. you know? And I feel like um, in, in that chapter, we have these two characters, one still with the upper hand, but like written as formidable opposing forces not completely equal and that's okay but but experienced enough that even in the face of something stronger than them 
they're still able to defer to their training. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's how Jessica should be handled when confronting Leto. That she can be shocked. She can be amazed. She can be shook to her core. I just wish that... Um, I, I, I wish that the way that she reconciled with those things and the way that she reacted was, was written in a way that I feel would be more true to her own experience and her own strength. Um, because I feel like she spends a lot of this time in disbelief, uh, shaking her head in, in total confusion. Um, and I think that Frank Herbert does these things very deliberately to get a point across that, that Leto is far stronger than we maybe have considered before this moment. Yeah. Um, but I think in doing so, he does a disservice to a, a very good character. That's all. Yeah. I just want yeah, to throw that out fair. there at the beginning. That's so. fair. Yeah, I um, okay. I, I don't disagree with you. I um, I don't know. I think it's gonna be. It just depends on how it plays out. Because like, obviously, that scene with how in uh in dune is great um and they are both formidable but obviously i guess yeah we're being led to believe that uh leto is far beyond that um especially in this scene you know um so ah it's 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 tough yeah i mean i i i hope there there's many more opportunities for uh jessica to to show off her her skills but in this chapter, I do, I do think it was necessary for her to be on the, uh, um, be on the defense there. But um, yeah, I do, yeah, I do no, agree I, with your sentiment. Well, fair enough. And I, I don't want to stay on it too long. I just want to say my piece. So let's talk about what actually happens in the chapter. Jessica gets owned. Oh shit! Yeah. Burn. She gets fucking wrecked, dude. Yeah. Um, so Leto pretty much just tries, just tries to like catch her up to what he thinks is like yeah. up to speed, and he's like, "Okay, listen, your daughter's trying to kidnap you. Um, I need you to be kidnapped willingly because it's part of my plan." Um, if you have like any qualms about that, if you, if you have, you know, if there's anything you want to say to me, you can say it to fucking Duke Leto, your dead husband who lives inside of my baby body. Okay. Oh like, God, I know, I know it's so brutal. Yeah. I mean, so, so the, the, the biggest thing really is that Leto, Leto also reveals that he knows about when Sisha and Faradin yes, yes, and yes, the yes. Carino plot. Um, and that all these things are, are coming to a head and that this is part, you know, and he's like, Oh, you know, um, I don't know. There's, there's a bit more to it. Can, can you talk, can you talk a bit about it? I, I might, I feel like I lost a bit of the plot here, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, 
there there is a lot they talk about they talk about so much um yeah i mean they they discuss the difference between ghani and Lido and then Aliyah and uh you know i guess the state of abomination um they talk about how the Bene Gesserit are are using Jessica or they're manipulating yes. Jessica into um you, they're manipulating Jessica into using Ghani and Lido as part of their breeding program under the guise yes. under the guise of saving her grandchildren. Yes. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah, and that's a huge I, I feel like Jessica should have realized that, by the way. I agreed, feel like that yeah. was a big part of me being like, what? Like you're gonna say that like news to her? Like she yeah. should at least respond with like, I already know that, you know, but instead she's just the wool is over her eyes. Go on. Sorry. No. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're right. It's, it's, um, should have been obvious. Um, let's see what there's, there is just so much going on. Um, uh, and yeah. And, and, you know, Lito is, is also, manipulating her oh and they also discuss you know oh is is paul alive or not uh is, yes is the right, preacher right, paul right. um then the one thing that they do say that i that really stuck out to me or that leto said was yeah it's a possibility that it's him but it's not his body yeah which i don't know what the fuck that means so that's uh, that's uh that's that's a very very interesting uh development in this mystery it it is it kind of comes back to like in the same chapter um leto mentions like you see me but you don't see yes, me yes yep and jessica's like what is what <laughs> i don't understand and it's like that first off okay i that's the easiest fucking thing to understand he just means you look you sell me short as your grandchild and yet I am this multitude. I am a, you know, he says that he's been alive for a million years, you know, because of all the, uh, the, uh, the lives that are reside inside of him. And so it's, it's a bit of that. We know that there are several ways, at least now for people who are dead to come back. Um, so, yeah, like, is the preacher a gola? Is the preacher an abomination themselves somehow? Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and I think those those main things, like, like those things are the main takeaways from this discussion. Um, but a lot of it is, is Leto deliberately undermining her and playing you know tricks on her like verbally just yes tiptoeing around her and uh um yeah kind of kind of wearing her down and 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 putting her into a kind of panicked state um panicked confused state which she does very well and 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 uh you know she jessica kind of thinks that oh you know he's kind of using like zen suni philosophy on me too uh which is interesting um so yeah, that's that's most of what it is, um, which is another like manipulative tactic that uh, you know he's kind of using for whatever his his plan or or going forward on his path. Um, but now they both know that like 
the the road Jessica was leading them down would lead to kind of the Bene Gesserit uh, breeding the twins together. You know, incest happening is is the idea. Yeah, is the idea. Um, so yeah, which is which is crazy, but it's been long talked about. Will it ever happen? I don't know. Um, and then, then pretty much as he walks away, you know, he meets back up with Ghani and he says it, it worked. Like she's, she's, she will come around. She, she will, uh, like whatever I had planned worked. We, and we have her now. So I don't know. I don't know. Cause I mean, it's not like they even left in a, at a, at 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 an agreement or anything. It was just kind of, um, right. He said, you will do this. You will get kidnapped. He just declares it. Um, then another big thing too, he he uh, talks about like the like what time really is, what like like the reality of time, and kind <laughs> yes, of kind true. of how Paul Paul had theorized this, but you know had never really dug into it. But um, it's 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 all there is no end or beginning. It's all very very um, right abstract stuff. Yes, ten thousand years is the same as a heartbeat. Yes, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, um, I, I, I do think that's it's almost a bit of a saving grace. Like, I feel like him also dismissing Paul in some ways. Like, it, it feels like he's giving him credit, you know, like yeah. you know. But it also seems like he's kind of dismissive. I think that's it. it does show the distance between Leto and Jessica in some ways. Which, which I think does give some kind of credence to this conversation, um, but and that's that's actually that that yeah, stems from uh, that stems from him talking about uh, like one path leads to him living for thousands of years. Yes, correct, right? And Jessica's like, "Oh, you've." She clutches her fucking Bene Gesserit pearls. Yes. she's like, "Oh, <laughs> you you figured out the way that because we're able to like." change the molecular composition of uh the the water of life and all that like we're also able to turn that back on our own bodies and extend our own lifespans but like we choose not to because if there were an entire order of like fucking semi-immortal beings that people would revolt and it just wouldn't work out and so we've just decided not to do it and it's like first off that's a weird explanation um Uh, it's like the nuclear uh Nuclear option, uh, I, right? Mutually assured destruction. But Leto is like, no, you fucking idiot! It's totally I mean, different. something way better than that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to tell you, I feel like this is all. I mean, it's. <laughs> this is like me using my powers of prescience. But, like, lines like this, I feel like, are what are priming me for God Emperor. I know, know? I know, I know. I I can't help it. It kind of bums me out that I know that that's the next book. Like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine reading this without knowing the next book, or if there would be a next book. Um, But I, I, I feel like, if I know the next book, and I know what's happening now, and I put those two pieces together. My thought is that this is Leto's prescience. Yep. Guiding him on the golden path toward becoming the God Emperor of Dune. 
Yeah, I mean, so, to to me, I I mean, there's no question in my mind that he is the or will be the God Emperor. Um, yeah, I'm hoping for some subversion along the way because there usually is. But uh, yeah, but I'm pretty confident about that. Or or I mean, even if that is the case, it happen however we think. Yeah, yeah, that's the title of the next book. Yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a good point too. And then um, what does it what does it mean to be the God Emperor? I don't know. It don't, doesn't matter. Well, there's, but there's you know, a few things too because because even in one of the uh, the the quotations, I forget which chapter it, it um, introduced, but uh, um, it's it's all about like leading with kindness and stuff, and and, and that is from yes. Leto. Uh, so it's like yes. So it's it's kind of I'm kind of torn because a lot of the things that he's he's discussing, it does sound like it's a dark road. But then also it's like a it's called the golden path, and also and also he taught you know leading with kindliness. Uh, so I don't know yeah. if it's going to be I don't I, I mean I'm kind of uh, torn of, of of what kind of character he's going to turn into. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and if um, he's going to be yeah. and if if he will ultimately be um, you know dragged by his his prescience like Paul was. Or actually be able to control it and create it himself once he, once him and Ghani, you know, figure this this thing out with, uh, well, with with, with uh, they, you know, controlling their 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 visions and, and the their ancestors. If they do, because yeah, you know, in this chapter where where Leto and Jessica are talking, he's like, I don't want to fucking know the future. You know, he's like, sure, my dad was like amazing, yes, yes. but you know, he's like, ignorance is its own power. He you wants know? to be surprised. To, to know the future is to be vision locked. Yep. yep, which we know. I mean, that's yes. that's all. That is what Dune Messiah was trying to tell Absolutely. us. Absolutely, that to know the future was its own hell. Yep. Um, yeah. So he he does he does not want to fall into that trap. So yes. I mean, it would be interesting if. If if he has more control o- over a future and and the, the path he sees, he's not locked to. Um, yeah, yeah. So I th- that that would be interesting. And again, that's kind of like the difference between the dreams he's having and then Paul's future vision. You know, definitely two different things as of right now. Will they merge? Yes. I don't know, but uh, we will see. Well, uh, it, it's interesting because the dreams he's having. Even though he's not having his own visions, he is following his father's last vision. Yes. And so it's yes. it's not even his fucking vision. No, yeah, he's, he's, he's inherited it. Right, he's still, I wouldn't say vision locked, but vision conscious. Yep, you know, yep. He has a, a future memory of yep. his father's that he's very much aware of. Yeah, um, yeah. So in some ways, we do still have that thread. Not as damning perhaps but it is there and then it's interesting Um, too because we have the preacher who presuming he is paul some version of paul then he has broken the spell and he is free from this vision how does he what what does he do to help his son or to 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 um i don't know fix things yeah i don't know oh man all right. Well, we are just ending <laughs> right now. Wrapping up at this moment, non coincidentally, now. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, 
do uh, anything else you want to add before you do your plug? No, no, I can jump right into the plugs. I think we're all all right. We're plug, all plug, plug it, baby. Uh, email us at doomdudespod at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Corrupts TV uh, and Instagram at Corrupts TV. I want to mention that we are officially the ultimate Dune podcast now. We have taken uh, the reins from that, that's uh, right. Dunecast. Well- yeah, Dunecast. Yes. Thank you yes. for graciously giving us all your followers. We so that. we started off with like I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give a number. No, 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 no numbers. <laughs> There's no need in the first place. No. Um, but we've we've gained. We've gained m- massively, many massively hundreds. Yes, and any other number Thousands. you might, any other number you see online that do- does not look like that is is fraudulent. It, well, I mean, it, this, this, the, the follower transfer has been blessed. Yes. Has been approved. So, um, I think it's only a matter of time, you know, it's just, it's, it, it, there's a lag, there's, there's a lag, there might be a lag period. That might be a lag period. That's the internet age for you folks. Yeah. But, uh, it's happening. It is. And for the very real one follower who I know is out there, Brendan, (laughs) If you've if you've made it this far, I think you will. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. And all the other followers that we also know exist, but uh, yes, don't know yes. your names yes. exactly. Most of your you know your names are unknown to us. I I probably named several other. Fo- there, who's to say that There's we don't have other Brendans? Multiple Brendans know? out there in the fandom. Anyways, if um, you're if you're a Brend if you're a Brendon if it's B R E N D O N fuck off. Yes, we don't we want don't you. Need you. Don't need your 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 count, your reviews. We don't need anything from you. Same thing if you're a Connor with an ER, then you're you're out of here as well. <laughs> uh, anyways, until next time, folks, take it away. I don't, I've been so ready all these last couple times that I don't know, I know. what to dropping the ball. Uh, you know, get ready for the next installment of Dune Dudes: Colon Children of Dune. Follow the golden path. Goodbye. Fuck you for <laughs> taking. That's my last line.